Welcome back to the, uh, well, let's see, fifth, sixth, sixth, I think. I it think we're at number be. six. It can't I think be. we're at number six. <laughs> Sixth episode of Flyover Territory. As we double check that that number out of the gates. Um, a lot of that, research went into that. Yeah, very much so. We, a lot of research went into other things, except for how many times we've done this. But I believe number six of Flyover Territory. Uh, as always, I'm your co-host, Woody. Uh, along with me is other co-host, Dave. Uh, how's it going on? The, let's see, it's a Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's April. April. We've seen five games of baseball. Minnesota yeah. Twins are Four and one. It's fifty some odd degrees out. Again, our team is four and freaking one. Uh, we beat up on divisional rivals Kansas City just this afternoon. Seven six. Come from behind. <laughs> one run victory. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, it's, how are you it, doing, Woody? I'm excellent. Uh, <laughs> we're on pace right now. As a lot of like ESPN, I feel like loves to do this. Is we're on pace for about 130 wins. <laughs> Um, which would shatter the record. Uh, hopes Take are real that high. 2018 yes. Boston Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, we're coming for the 01 Mariners. We're coming for the the was it the 1916 Cubs, something like that. Uh, yeah, they're rearview mirrors. <laughs> well, we we uh, <laughs> yes, we it's it's been a fun almost a week of baseball. Uh, it's been encouraging. I think there's there's lots of things that we can get to about. What we've seen from these smattering of five odd days of baseball as mm-hmm. we stare at another day off tomorrow, which is the not so fun part about this first two weeks of baseball. But uh, let's let's get immediately. We need to hear about how the 2019 season opener went for Woody and crew. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> so we were planning on getting this out before the home opener. Things came up, as in. Uh, more just I attended. <laughs> Dave tried to attend, um, and I don't have a good excuse. No, they, hey, they, they, it happens sometimes. It's home opener. We're not we're not used to this here in, in flyover territory, USA. Usually, this game is either snowed out, which looked like about four days prior to was maybe still going to happen. Yep. Uh, or it's somewhere warmer, or Chicago. Like it's one of those three. Like it's like oh, let's just play this game in Chicago. And but you have to wonder, like, what in the world does MLB scheduling do? <sighs> Neither here nor there. No, no. It, it's one of those those baffling jobs that somebody has held for decades. Yeah. And just has it. It probably is like a guy that also makes the excuse of, I could do it on a computer, but from hand and on a piece of paper, it's just a better way. Like, it's just probably one of those. Um, yeah, home opener, Thursday afternoon. Uh, took work off. So work, if you're listening to this, I was not in class. Um, class, if you're listening to this, I was not at work. <laughs> there's a there's a nice little easy crossover there. Um, I apologize I'm now. Level with you all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, almost on on par with uh, was that like three or four March Madnesses ago when uh, I'm just hanging out at B-Dubs and WCCO Channel Four News came in and I wasn't thinking and just like so like, yeah I'll do an on camera interview and then I was like so you turned. And I think I guess there's underneath was my name and then skipped work to be here. <laughs> I never saw it. That's what somebody had told me. I was like, ooh, that's probably not the smartest thing. It's to out do. there. Yeah, whatever. I had a couple beers. It was noon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, took the day off Thursday. It was a great day. Uh, parking snafu right out of the gates. Great. Okay. So that's, you, that's where it you started. You teased this before yes. the pod that there was some um, difficulties or just just some minor hiccups before. So yeah, plan was keep it short and simple. We head out to uh, me, two parents, kind of arrange one car, 
kind of maybe suburbs area, then get to downtown Minneapolis where older sister works about a six block walk from Target Field. Yeah, she doesn't have just nice parking she can use right there. That was kind of the idea. And, ooh, uh, the, as we have a phone call here, but we'll be okay. Um, no, the, she works like six blocks away. The plan was to park in her spot mm-hmm. and then just walk. Mm-hmm. Real simple, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a zoo. It's it's opening day. We're excited. Everyone's feeling feeling the the love for the for the twins this year in 2019. Yep. And slightly difficult situation arises where uh, no parking spots were available when we get there, mm-hmm. which we got there at one o'clock. It, uh, first pitch was like three o five roughly. Yeah. We get there roughly around one. We're gonna walk in, do something. No spots. Uh, she also had mentioned she was gonna just bus in, and then her spot would be open. She also then drove there, which is also slightly confusing. Ended up working out at the end later on after the game better, but um, and then kind of gave the silver lining at yeah, the end of the tale. Yeah, and uh, for those that don't know, uh, my dad Dave, he uh, also named Dave. Good but man. He tends to get a little anxious when plans don't go the way they're supposed to. Um, and so when step like two of a 10 step plan, roughly, uh, goes a bit haywire, yeah. uh, gets a, gets a little stressed out, wants everything in a, in a good way. He wants everything to be perfect. He yeah. wants it to be a good time for everybody. And so he, I would argue, uh, and if you're listening to this later, dad, uh, just an honest opinion, uh, <laughs> irrationally gets a little bit upset <laughs> that the parking spot was not there. Um, takes us about 40 minutes to finally decide we're just going to park at my sister's apartment, which is maybe a mile and a half more Something away. Like yeah. No, and then just kind of and take an Uber in, essentially. Um, but it took that 40 minutes just driving around, and oh, it's no. one of those things of every minute and every parking lot we pass that's full, it's just adding on to the stress yeah. levels. Yeah. And uh, some uh, some voices might have been raised on a, on a few things that, looking back on it, we, I think, all can agree, probably were some uh, a little bit uh, misplaced, but at the time felt, hey, uh... We might miss this game, which was mm-hmm. never in in doubt. Like we were always going to make the game, but it's just uh, a matter of when would you arrive? And yeah, how close to that original plan would things go? Which and how many beers are we going to drink beforehand and yep. things like that? And again, came from a good place, which is why I understood it. Uh, the other two people in the car less understood that maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm-hmm. to be fair, uh, sister and mom don't go to many sporting games with, no, not with the dad. Cup of tea. Yeah, I uh, I feel like I've been to the majority of them with him and understand how this works. Um, yeah, but overall it was a good experience. Uh, there might have been a single sheer, uh, tear shed, uh, before we walked into the, into the stadium as a, yeah, it's a little rough, but once we got in there and once, once, once we all had beers in hand, okay. we're, we're golden. Okay. We're golden. So there was conciliatory beers bought yes. and, uh, yes. feelings, we were good. Uh, feelings yeah. amended or, uh, placated or the, the lift ride condolences in. Beers yeah, yes, or... yes. <laughs> The lift ride in kind of gave us all kind of a little bit of space to kind of <laughs> decompress what just happened. Uh, it obviously didn't start out perfect, yeah. but by no means was it ruined. It just, you know, you get nervous. You get, yeah, I get it. it. it opening day jitters. Yeah. We, I would like to think that the, the nervousness of opening day game one of 162. You took a lot yes. of that on yes. and allowed Jose Barrios to have none of that Correct. as he mowed his way Correct. down. Now, important in this story is, let's get back to the beers here. Mm-hmm. So the whole plan was you would... Be able to be up in the North Loop area, quick little walk on yeah. over, and you were going to stop at the Loon. Where were you guys going to go? Just yeah, wherever, wherever. Modest, uh, um, the big one, uh, I feel like, and this might have been kind of a, a nice, like, little saving grace moment here of my assumptions, because the only real bar we walked by was, uh, was that Cowboy Jacks? Yeah, you can skip that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we would have probably went there, mm-hmm. and it would have been maybe half full. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it would have been like 
two two fifteen, and it would have been packed. Yeah, and we would have been just trapped in the yeah. middle. So if anything, we might have actually gotten lucky. Of yeah. we never got to experience that, uh, and having been someone who's experienced that on a random game in the summer, and it's not a great experience. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine no. day one great. So did you get did you no stops before you just got on in finally? There was a minute pause outside a random bar that was super empty that we thought maybe we should grab a beer here. Um, and then decided to not and just get in the stadium. Was this uh, random bar cousins by any chance? <laughs> it was not, I couldn't even tell you what it was. It was attached to like a bookstore. It was very it was very confusing why it was there, to be honest. Okay. Um, and then proceeded to stand in line for 35 minutes, uh, which, hey. To get into the to game. To get into the game, which, and again, added stresses. The question we've been waiting also along with beers. Yeah. So you got the first beer inside. Yes. More importantly with your process of eating inside, puffer vest. Puffer vest. Had plenty. You had plenty. One. Okay, got one. good. good. Um, almost considered selling it to the guy with the trash bag at the end of the game who was buying them for five bucks a pop. So <laughs> 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 uh, like, yeah, five bucks. That's pretty cool. I kept it, though. I kept it. It's a good uh, it's a good win. I felt like that'd be uh, some some bad uh, mojo going into the rest of the season if we yeah, get rid of the vest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Vest quality. Um, it was stitched, so mm-hmm. that's cool. It's like hey. the Twins logo stitched. Oh, wow. has a Ford, uh, Ford sponsorship on the yeah. kind of the back yeah. of the neck. Smaller, stitched still. Um, the down that fills it, not great. Okay. But hey, free vest. Um, only had mediums and XLs, which was announced before the game. Pretty standard stuff for giveaways. Uh, yeah, except for the fans that clearly didn't know that and kept asking for larges. That <laughs> that was frustrating. That was very frustrating for me. Was Dave one of these? <laughs> they, fans none of them or? were. No, none of the four of us. We were we were good. We understood. You had given them that intel. Yeah. I I knew that going in, and luckily it's kind of one of those things where both. Uh, my dad and I are XLs and both mom and sister are mediums. Yeah. So it kind of just worked. Yeah. But then the like lady in front, like, yeah, can I get two larges? It's like, only XLs or mediums. <laughs> and then did the classic, like, the hmm, and then looks back at person that at the game with like, they only got XLs and mediums. What do you, do you want the big or do you want it like small? It's like, just lady, come on. <laughs> Maybe that would, you, you want the big one, you want the small one. Yeah, exactly. Rather than trying to monkey around yeah. with anything along actual sizing frame. There, with about like 20% of people, though, there's no winning. You could yeah. say it. You want the big one or the small one. You want the XL or the medium. And you're always going to get, yeah, I'll take a small. Yeah. Like yeah. the smaller one or like a That's small. Just just get, medium. They should have. Like, you know what? Minnesota nice, though. They're too they're too it's, concerned for the the lack of sizes. It's, that it's a beautiful yeah. thing. It was great. So you get in, you get the vest, and then you head right towards the craft beer corner there in the revamped 34 Plaza. Yeah. So the let's see. We this entered. This is me living vicariously fair enough. through this, no, this is as, fair. I'm, as I'm at work still yes. doing stupid stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then biking home. I'm, I'm thinking this whole time, I wonder what Dave and Ryan are doing That's fair. Right now. We, so another thing going with. Uh, mom and sister who are less seasoned at doing this. Um, when you go to Twins games, the, the goal is to get the largest beer possible at the cheapest price, yes. which means you're pretty much drinking whatever like the sponsor is for Major League Baseball or whatever mm-hmm. for the NFL mm-hmm. or whatever that is, which tends to be like a, a Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller yes. Light, somewhere yep. in there. I believe these were Bud Lights. Okay. Um, so Dave and I go make a beeline, or Dad and I go make it just straight for the cheapest one, biggest one. Uh, we... Lost mom and sister as they went to go find the craft beer stuff. Mm-hmm. Came back mm-hmm. super excited for their their coffee ales, and yeah. I was like, I want no part of that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to like, try it. The, the, you, as uh, we we both under, know both of them. Uh, you you know you know Rachel, my sister, was the classic like. We're sitting on opposite ends of the four seats, right? So parents are in between us. And, and the classic, like, 
third inning trying to reach over both parents like you gotta try this it's so good like, i'm at a baseball game if it's not bud light or a hams i'm out like i'm, I'm not See, I want that it. was gonna be my one yeah. my one point of order would be mm-hmm. you could head over to the craft corner and find yourself yeah. a premium hams beverage from the land of the sky blue waters it's right there i think it is at that jacked up accelerated price so i feel you on which that. is still worth it i took the risk in saying i'm just gonna go for what i know rather than maybe finding yep. better yeah that's kind of the, okay. the general consensus with that but uh yeah got got beers got the big 25 ounce cans uh so basically mm-hmm. two for ones so yep. i took that yeah um got to the seats and we were good probably we saw the end of the st- I think we saw the starting lineup get announced as okay. they kind of walk oh, the first see, baseline. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Yeah. Now, I think this is the right moment to just stop and pause and ask you, what is your perfect baseball game? Ooh. And this, I'm asking this on kind of because I'm setting I'm setting up something here. Sure. And by asking you your, your perfect baseball game, it's not so much like where do you get your beer and everything. Mm-hmm. It's the action on the field. Yeah. What is a perfect Ryan Wood baseball game? experience about the pace of play what yeah, happens yeah. in the game this was one of those things too where it was a little tricky because uh the seventh inning cutoff for beer sales yeah actually came into play for this one um mm-hmm. right uh, i think obviously everyone loves the the classic uh your home team or the team you're cheering for has big innings and your pitcher that is on the mound is just shutting them down with a lot of strikeouts uh a good pitcher duel is always great the the the, the kickback on that is uh, beer sales are cut off in like an hour and a half. It's a quick thing. Yeah, we like we're in the fifth inning and like had just finished our first one, and we mm-hmm. kind of look around and like, shit. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. We got to kind of like maybe get two here because yeah. I don't think by the time you get to your seat, drink that one, get back up, like you're making a lot of assumptions and, how this and game's you've going. Watched a little bit of baseball, yeah. but the the pace of those quick pitcher duel games, yeah. you're like, we just watched two innings of baseball. Sure. And I still have twelve to thirteen ounces yeah. left. Here. And it was, and you know, it's 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 not eighty degrees out, so it's tough yeah. to like just absolutely just put down a cool liquid. Again, plus side of that is it doesn't get warm. But mm-hmm. I think that it, it was it was one of those things where I do enjoy pitcher duels. Like, yeah, I, a solid like, ooh, we got something on our hands here. Uh, including you know, where we had Kluber had a, a no hitter through five. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things of like, wow, are we going to see a no hitter opening day? Granted, that's not great for our team, but no. that's something like how many people get to say they're at a no hitter, mm-hmm. and so uh, that was that was good. And then you know, I was glad to see we kind of roughed them up a little bit. But yeah, um, I think ideal game would be almost exactly like what happened. Okay, pitcher duel first like through six, yep. and then let's let's open it up a little bit. Um, understandable that like we can't sell beer into the ninth inning. But if, if you could, I think that's the one thing maybe <laughs> that like would make this perfect. It's less about the game, more about the concessions. <laughs> MLB. Loosen the restrictions. Just opening day. Just day opening, day. Yeah. opening day. Come yeah. on. Give us exactly. throw us a bone here. I'm not... And I, I I love the answer because I'm the same way. This this was and for people that I've that have put up with me talking about this, this being the first five games of the year. So yeah. opening day was very close to ideal baseball. It's that quick pace of play. Both guys are dealing. Mm-hmm. And then you have your home team comes through with the clutch hit yeah. and is showing emotion, showing fire. Uh, the one thing I'll spice it all up with is favorite player delivers Ooh, good call. an absolute stroke and shows a huge sign of positivity, which is, in this case, Buxton lacing oh. that double as hard as he could possibly hit a ball that I think in the summer mm-hmm. carries into that corner I agree. and takes somebody's, just hopefully the beer out of their hand yeah. or the popcorn and yeah. their whole entire hand because he rushed that ball. 
And it was just great to see him flying around, big emotions. Marwin Gonzalez, after his big hit, he had a big oh. clap, points yep. the dugout. Yep. Like, that, that was the Holy moment. Crap. That was the moment. Yep. Uh, full disclosure, I was, uh, during the Buxton double, uh, in line for a nacho helmet. Mm. Uh, so I missed it. If there was one place to be. Hey, it was for that, that helmet of nachos. Um, <laughs> I saw it in like the third inning, and I was like, that's interesting. And I'm like, I think I'm only going to have one food run this game. Because it was a classic, not complaining about the seat location whatsoever, especially because I didn't buy the tickets. But we're in the middle of the row. Mm-hmm. So you always got to kind of worry about uh, how many times do I get up? Like, do I want to get in front of these guys? The first time I got up, they kind of gave me a little shit in play. It wasn't yeah. like I took it offensive yeah. whatsoever. But I was like, okay, at some point, though, these are the type of guys that, like, the third time in the fifth inning, they're going to be like, oh, why don't you maybe just watch it from up there or something dumb like that? Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. you know, things happen. But, uh, yeah, he's in line for the nacho helmet. <laughs> looked great. If, Rich and, if you're Rich and your mom have the same thoughts going through their head as they get up uh, a couple times during the game? They did not. See, this okay. is the thing. That's okay. what we had to, I think I had to explain this to, I want to say to my mom, was you got to, like, no more than four. Like, four is kind of already pushing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you kind of got to pace it out a little bit. You don't want to try to burn one of those in the first like four innings no, either. That's no. the idea of if you, you get to take care of business and yes, then you get down and yes. settle in. Yeah, and I think they were actually off getting like another coffee, beer, and pretzel. <laughs> and I was like, God, these things. Oh, you might as well just get like Dippin' Dots too, man. Like, what are we? What are we doing? Like, this is there's just no ballpark tradition whatsoever out of that. I was gonna try to get. I usually go like perfect scenario is like hot dog by the, like the third fourth inning mm-hmm. and then like nachos like six seventh okay kind of like space yeah. out a little yeah. bit you get a little like appetizer in the hot dog get to watch a couple mornings of baseball get the nachos uh packed house though usually it's not a packed house at target field so that was kind of something i also forgot to factor in yeah uh which i'm hey i'm i, I love the fact the packed house part of it but mm-hmm. uh does make the food concession part of it a little trickier a little more of a, uh yes. and it's it sounds like you were doing your part to support this organization. Exactly. I, the Wood family in whole put a lot of dollars down on definitely. the table to show their sport while the other a-holes on the other side of this table did nothing. <laughs> we tried our MLB app and radio. But yeah, we try. Hey, everyone, everyone at the table right now did their best to try to get there. Yes, yes. There's I, only 39, <laughs> there's what, 39,000, 41,000? Yeah, two days before I looked at standing room, and yeah. I think I was texting with you, Yeah. and it was like 30 bucks for standing room only, and I was like, okay, yeah, once it gets closer, yeah. I'll get that. Yeah, yeah. Look at it the night before, they're up to 65, 70 bucks for standing room only. That's, that's big And I'm just like, I, I'm in, that's, yeah. I'm priced out. Yeah. I just, I can't justify that because I'd be spending close to $40 on beverages in exactly. a perfect game. Exactly. I, so. oh, I totally get it. It's, I think, uh, you, more insult to injury here, I think the day before that you texted me about that, yeah. standing room was like 15 bucks. Yeah. Yep. And that's when I was like, but again, like when you're three, four days out, to like commit to a standing room only ticket. And especially when it's kind of like a seat of the moment, yeah. fly by this. Yeah. I, I was kind of I expecting it. just to be like, if it works out, it works out. I, I can, I can do the leaving work early thing yeah. and, and do that. But the biggest thing too, lobby. Hey, hey, the biggest thing, you know, I feel like is collectively everyone at this table did their part to make sure that we're not the reasons that we cannot sign Eddie Rosario to a contract <laughs> extension for probably way too much money. But no, hey, uh, you know, we, we tried. Uh, it was a great game. Um, we're at the point of the season now where, and maybe part of it was, you know, uh, maybe prisoner of the moment a little bit, but I, I came out of that game feeling like, hey, 
we might have something here. Yep. Like, it, that was a good game. And that's 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 kind of where to add on to that the the five the five games since we've seen this team find out some ways to win and they've won in a couple different ways mm-hmm. which I, I i can't remember a time where we've started this well and yeah. I, I i haven't looked through it in recent years to say how, how have we done the first six weeks or the first six games of the year mm-hmm. but it's just a huge win and, and think about beating Corey kluber to and then bowers you know staying with them that second game yeah so it, it, positives abound in that opening stretch and opening uh, homestand there. No, that's fair. I think the the one season I think is what is like to in well I guess we had ninety one, but both of us are really young for ninety one, mm-hmm. right? And like eighty seven, same kind of deal. Uh, it was probably two thousand six, right? So I think what was that? Johan Cy Young, yep. Liriano, who was ended up being like ten and one that year. We had the MVP and we had the batting champ, like really stacked team mm-hmm. that year. We started out at the six game mark. Uh, one in five. Hey, so that rings a bell. Yep. 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 It was one of those things that everyone kind of panicked, but pretty much panicked. Yeah. Um, and <sighs> you listen to a lot of other baseball folks out there. They say it's great baseball's back, but we have no body of work that we can judge anything. Yes. Uh, Tim Beckham for the Orioles is the MLB or AL Player of the Week. Is he really? with like three home runs <laughs> and seven RBIs or something? God, that's amazing. It, again, the Orioles yeah. are. Four and one as well. So See, this is yes. This is one of those things where you get a little worried. I feel like the the two thousands Royals, uh, which I know people only like found out Kansas City had a baseball team like three years ago when they <laughs> lost in the World Series before they won it. But they and did that was have only a, after game three. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, but they they did in fact have a baseball team in the two thousands. I feel like there was like three or four years though from like two thousand two thousand nine where they would start out like forty and twenty four mm-hmm. and like. The Royals are back. Mm-hmm. Hey, Gil Mesh, uh, Carlos Beltran, <laughs> it uh, Johnny Damon, and then like, and then all of a sudden like, oh, and the Royals finished again at seventy and ninety two. Like what? They, what? Add George Brett to those teams too because he's playing until like nineteen ninety four or something. Yeah, no kidding. It, I, I looked up the Royals' record over all time, and, they, and they've got a World Series win in eighty five. I believe 80, 85, 86. Yeah, Brett Saberhagen is. Cy Young, George yeah. Brett's the peak of his powers. The dude won three batting titles it's in nuts. three different decades, which is it's really cool. But, I mean, yeah, the, the, the fast starts, it's a long grind of a season. And getting back to that idea that we've won in a couple different ways yes. is, is, is what I've found very encouraging of these first six games. Now, there's some things that I think we can talk about that are like, ooh, this I'm not. This I'm not too excited about. Yeah. But uh, I, I feel we need to do do justice to the Woods family opening day experience. So you get through. Yeah. You get you get your beers. The game's flying along. It is. It's an ideal game for somebody viewing as like a baseball fan listening oh, totally. to, but not an ideal game for being there in person. But how's it end? And it was great. Um, I was worried going in of like. Who's going to be the closer? Mm-hmm. That was kind of one thing where it was yep. like, okay. And then I remember about like, that was like the overall feeling of leaving was, I still don't know who the closer is. <laughs> um, I think that's going to be the overall sentiment the yeah. entire year, as we've seen uh, with two saves and yeah. leading the Twins now. Um, good Lord. Parker. Yeah. who It seems like it is Blake Parker, mm-hmm. who I didn't know had like a skull like incision on the back. So, oh, that's kind of cool. That's yeah, like right? John Rauschian. A little bit, right? Or the who's the pitcher that just got beamed like a year ago? I saw somebody ESPN about it, but yep. Um, 
it was it was one of those games of hey, it's Kluber. This guy's got Cy Young stuff. He's realistically in his prime. We got to get through him and be in it. That was like yeah. what we were going into the day yeah. of like. And then when he's no hit us through five, and I'm like, okay, we might have to hit Kluber. Uh, who's gonna step up? Mm-hmm. And for it to be Buxton. In, in such kind of like a key moment for him to do that. Yep. He was jacked when it happened. Yep. And then to get Marwan Gonzalez to come in and be, and be a part of this. Yeah. Uh, it, I, overall, the ending was one of those things where it's, it was great. It was, it was, I think it was like the, if anything were to summarize, we're going to look back on the end of the season, right? If anything summarizes how great the season was, to me, it's going to be like opening day might be like the summary of the season. Just go yep. back and look at what happened at opening day. It was had adversity facing really good talent, mm-hmm. found a way to figure out how to happen. Yeah. And then some of these guys that, I don't know if i call them no-namers, but they're pretty much no-namers, uh, f- played big roles. Yeah. And, uh, if not no-namers, guys that have a lot to prove in mm-hmm. this in this position. And So Buxton, we should remind us, he gets the double. He's stranded on second, but he breaks through. We get that. We get that. We can hit this guy, mm-hmm. and then Marwin Gonzalez, who's been picked up after not being picked up by the Astros, whom he was a big part of their teams, True. and kind of having something to prove, and steps up big moment. And again, off-season acquisition, making a big. And I think it was it was Cruz, Crone. Did they get the three hits, and then Marwin drove them in, or was it Scope and Crone who got on base? I, I believe it was Cruz, Crone. And then Marwin yes. with the big hit to drive them in. So that was that was great. And he goes, Berrios just looked great. He was fantastic on the mound, great stuff. That changeup seems to be working in certain occasions yeah. now. Not as I, much the last outing, <laughs> but he still threw, I think, seven last this uh, this most recent start he had in their win against the Royals two days ago. Uh, one great stat, and I think we should try to incorporate his name in pretty much every single podcast, is... Do you know or have a guess as to who whole was tied with the record for number of strikeouts by a twin starter uh, opening, opening day? day? Yep. So, because I know that was a big deal, was there's some confusion on uh, by fans immediately around me, won't name names on this, that maybe <laughs> Barrio set the twins all time single game record. I'm like, no, no, no I, I, I hope not. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that's, that's Johan at like 17, but I mean, I could be wrong. Um, it wasn't wasn't Brad, was it? It was tied. Blylevin did it twice. Okay. With, and this is eight. The magic number yeah, was right. eight. Blylevin does it twice. Interesting. If it's not Dean Chance, it's it's uh, somebody in the seventies. Um, Radke, nineteen ninety seven. I think that's his dream season. Strikes out eight. I believe so. Yeah. <sighs> so, passing the illustrious Brad Radke with ten strikeouts to set the Twins opening day record. Barrios. Next day, Odorizzi comes out and strikes on what, 11, yeah, 12, I, I, the second game? Panetta struck out five in his four innings of work, and then Perez also came in through some smoke. Yep. So great, great pitching in those first three games. Bullpen caved a little bit in the second, and these last two games, a little bit more shaky of outings by Barrios and Gibson today really mm-hmm. got hit around. But yeah. hey, this, this team, again, stuck around to win those games, as well as the game they had excellent pitching. Yeah. I think, yeah, as we fast-forward a little bit to more recent games, including the one that just got over today about an hour ago, roughly. Mm-hmm. And last night, you know, we played nine, is it 19 innings of baseball now? Because we went at extras last night. Mm-hmm. So 19 innings of baseball in, what is that, got to be like seven, seven, like probably, what, 18 hours? Yep. Like, yeah, really good stuff there where it's like, hey, also two games where 
we probably, if this isn't the 2019 Twins, probably don't win and mm -hmm. shouldn't win. Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't able to see uh, today's as much or hear into that one, but I was watching last night. And there's about three plays in the last two three innings there where it's like, we got something to go our mm -hmm. way. Yep. And, and that kind of reaffirmed for me that for whatever reason, it's different this year. Yeah, and th that was one of the big – it's one-run games last year. We were 15-21, and 21 and that was really bad on the road. Yes. We were really poor on those – and, you know, 2-0 right away here. And that same thing, it they commentated on this during the, the broadcast about – the radio broadcast at least, saying that this team seems to, from their perspective uh, – when faced with adversity, they'll respond and they keep their composure and they kind of, you know, oh, Gibson gives up five inning, five runs in one inning. We're going to come back, chip away two the next, yep. one here, and all of a sudden we're tied, top of the ninth, we're going to get that big go-ahead hit. Yeah. So. It's fair. It was, uh, it's, I'm glad the Orioles are also 4-1 because I feel like there's always <laughs> one team that starts out super hot and one team that starts out super cold and it flips, right? At some point, like, all of a sudden it comes back to, hey, no, just that's the great thing about 162 games is there's really no statistical anomalies. Everything kind of corrects itself. You might miss the playoffs or make the playoffs when realistically you shouldn't have, <laughs> but rarely do we see like, oh, and then they won 37 more games than statistically they're supposed to. Yeah. Like it, that rarely happens, if it ever. Um, where at least like there's a 50-50 chance we won't be the team that started hot and mm -hmm. faded off. <laughs> um, <laughs> If it's just one, if there's two teams this year that it has to happen to, hopefully there's some uh, three and two teams that win like five in a row in the next uh, six or seven days here. But um, no, it's kind of a, it's one of those weird schedule things for us where, and this is kind of going into how the opening day lineup was, was structured a little bit too with only the air quotes four starters. Mm -hmm. Perez starts in the pen where, is it five days in the first 15 games? Yes. Yep. We have off. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a very strange kind of, I don't know how that worked in terms of is it because we started in March technically and that extra week just made it weird. Uh, is it we're going to do this to the cold weather teams and the the, the heat of summer, the hot weather teams are going to get some more days off or what it's going to be like. Um, but A, higher chance for double headers later on in the mm -hmm. season. That's all I see this as. <laughs> <laughs> and B, uh, do you get worried at all with and we might be now in this luxury place to be able to talk about this that like we've never even been before, but that we're going to get in this position later on in the year where we're not going to have those days built in and we're going to have to play a lot of games in a row and maybe, again, some of that statistical correction might happen in July, August, September. Or are we going to win 130 games? <laughs> I had to pull up the list of the 1906 Cubs right. winning 116 hey. and then the Seattle Mariners in 2001, 116 games. Uh, in our in our recent those that great Red Sox club, but I'm leaning towards 130 at this I point think so. in time. It's got okay. A 16 beat a one last year, right? Mm -hmm. It's gotta it's, it's gotta happen. And the how rare is it to see like a record get broken by like one, right? Records usually get either shattered or like like a handful, and it's like in hand, or it's like night of. Yeah. Right. Like it comes down to yeah, and it's a passing situation. I feel like it knows. <clears throat> it's rarely like a. Oh, they have a out of 161 games, they've won 116, and now they go into 162. Mm -hmm. Do they break the record or not? Um, yeah. And the only team that would have applied to see, like even like the Golden State Warriors when they beat the Bulls record, had gotten 272 already. Yeah, and it's like it wasn't till you know it's like ah, they got they can they'll be fine. I, I don't know. I, I I would imagine we'll come back down to earth <laughs> statistically at some point in time. But that, there's the always the argument that you won four games now. 
you don't have to give those four games yes. back. It's, you don't have to apologize for that. That's the point. You're getting these. So wins here are wins you get to keep and carry with you. That's true. And, and this maybe can be this nice little segue into first six days of baseball. Mm-hmm. Man, Cleveland doesn't look that good. It, we, we said Bowers got great stuff. Terrible on Twitter. Great stuff on the mound. And Kluber was dealing. Uh, Carrasco is good. These guys statistically are going to be, or if we're doing that statistically, anomalies will be the start he has against the White Sox today or Kluber got roughed up in three innings. Yeah, uh, He's going to be awesome. That's going to carry them. But you listening to those games and you watching in person, I didn't recognize anyone on those rosters yeah. and taking a little bit further look at about how they did and then you know who these folks are and there are a lot of kind of plug in until they get a little healthier but it's it's not a, a lineup that you're kind of like oh man i'm really worried about these three guys coming up against our taylor rogers in the in the eighth and ninth inning like it was just kind of like okay we'll kind of buzz through these i was more concerned about whit merrifield alex gordon and mondesi these last two days with what they've done. Right. Now, that's not the rest of the <laughs> Royals lineup. But, and again, Indians missing Lindor. Uh, shaky, shaky bullpen from the Royals. Getting to it is this idea that, again, you're playing a bunch of games against these teams. And the White Sox off to kind of a nice little start, or they've showed some flashes. Mm-hmm. But those Royals, that bullpen's not getting any better anytime soon. Uh, the Indians lineup, or Cleveland's lineup, is not markedly improving beyond Lindor being mm-hmm. healthy. Kipnis is not riding to the rescue on that. Yeah. Uh, so, first pass, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm sure we'll come back to the earth <laughs> statistically, <laughs> yeah. but we still have a, a chance to play against teams where we, apparently, judging by the first sample size, mm-hmm. are a better club than the Royals, than Cleveland. It, Yeah, I to kind of echo that, looking at this Cleveland I remember looking at the roster itself, just like the lineup that they put out opening day, mm-hmm. where, again, they're missing pretty much the middle of their infield with Lindor's out and Kipnis is out. Uh, but, I mean, you go through it. <clears throat> these names. <laughs> uh, it's They don't have an outfielder. Like I, I mean, I'm sure some of these guys statistically are fine, and they're going to be decent hitters, and I probably at least one, if not two of them, will be like throw up a 275, you know, 1875 line, and you're like, no, oh, he's pretty decent. Um, I'm sure there's like a weird gold glove level outfielder in this here too, but the biggest name they have is Leonis Martin. Yep. Like, he, yeah, I, that's it. Yeah. Leonis Who, Martin. Since know. 2011, nine years of service here mm-hmm. has played with four, five different clubs, not sticking anywhere and yeah. a career 248 hitter <laughs> with, with limited power and a little bit of speed that he hasn't shown in the last couple of years. Speed that at 30, what is he, 2 now? <laughs> 32. 30, yeah. yeah. Where it's like, oh, I don't know if the speed's a Ta- thing anymore. Tyler Naquin, yeah. uh, <laughs> Jake I, I, Bowers, who I'm like, wait, is that Trevor Bowers' brother? Uh, it's weird because like they've had a, a situation now where what are you, you going to do if you're Cleveland? To kind of weirdly for digress a little bit onto Cleveland here, uh, as the main, what people consider, and I think we all consider as the main threat to a Twins uh, AL Central run here, title run, they don't have an outfield. Uh, their infield is hurt now, and who knows, unless Lindor puts on like a Joe Maurer season where yeah. it's like around you know, 2009 and Which comes we, back. Which we recognize being possible. Because hey, totally, he's... totally. Hey, if Maurer can hit 28 home runs in, <laughs> in 130 <laughs> games or whatever it was, Lindor definitely can do it too. But 
there's only really one guy you're scared of in this lineup currently, and that's Jose Ramirez. Yeah. But when Jose Ramirez doesn't have a Lindor, a Kipnis, Santana's kind of aging out, uh, you know, Donaldson didn't really play with them much last year. But, you know, another guy to protect him. It, it, it's not going to be Hanley Ramirez. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> he launched a, a big bomb in the, in the series. But Did they Hanley put a, Ramirez in that, that last two Boston years, I mean... They moved it, him to first base. Quick. Let's just put it that way. They moved a shortstop <laughs> to first base. That should tell you plenty of what happened with Hanley Ramirez. Of Oh, man. Uh, go buy a bigger glove and uh, let's see what happens. But, he was a monster. Just, yes. Just in those Florida teams. Oh, man. It, Played with Miami, too. One season. What? Well, yeah, he was on the Florida-Miami Marlins. Yeah, same team. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay. yes. Yeah. That's where that switches over. Yeah. Yep. But no, the it's yeah. And again, we kind of talked a little bit about the stars. Bauer has stuff. Carrasco has stuff. Uh, Clevenger uh, has stuff. Kluber. So like, okay. So maybe you're saying <laughs> we're gonna load it into the, the start rotation. But we've shown now, yeah. hey, as long as our pitching holds up at yep. the end of the bargain, yep. we're gonna be in games. Yep. And then they don't have the offense anymore. They just don't. Uh, I. Maybe this is just like tacking on to this is what happens when LeBron leaves type deal mm-hmm. of like, hey, this is kind of what happens when like an Andrew Miller leaves and you don't really replace your outfield over the last course of the last four or five years here. Uh, Grant, I mean, there's a couple guys that kept, would get, kept getting hurt for them, but uh, they're a team where I don't know what their farm system looks like. And that's kind of what I'll finish on the, on the, the Indians for me, but they got to make a move. Otherwise, I, I mean... On the record, in April, early April at that, uh, not only are we going to win 130 games. Alarm bells are yeah, ringing. We'll, we'll be raising an uh, AL Central pennant come uh, about August 15th. And that's, I, I'm just going to pull up the White Sox here quickly. They're 2-3, and three, just mm-hmm. had a big game against Cleveland. Uh, they have that younger team and a lot more of that up, upside on offensively. I mean, they've got some really talented players that are, that are again, their next wave is, mm-hmm. is within – reason going to be arriving sometime soon sure we've we've already discussed we just say ron garden hire and we write him off detroit <laughs> there is there is one <laughs> one last thing ron garden hire can do for the twins is i think there is a half decent chance if i had to like really just shot in the dark of like one one thing that you might think is crazy it's going to happen uh if our platoon of Similar styled right-handed hitting first baseman somehow kind of falter. Yeah. Which hey, CJ both with the glove and with the bat so oh, far. Yes. Has yes. has looked like I, yep. this might be a moot point in about two months. Mm-hmm. But if for whatever reason Team saving glove. Oh, yeah, twice on one of them he was safe. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what replay saw for some reason. But I was like, eh, I think he's safe. But uh, a Miguel Cabrera, like something like that. Let's let's maybe take the style right. Um, like, do we now with this farm system of, hey, maybe our chance is now with a 39-year-old Cruz with a – we aren't paying guys yet. You know, it's like, yeah, we gave extensions to some guys, but uh, we aren't really, like, in the middle of paying them at all. Uh, no Mauer money's gone out there yet. Um, I'll bring up for the sixth time in six episodes the name Madison Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. Like, what if we throw, like – if we could get Cabrera and Bumgarner, and all of a sudden we get another bat, as long as Cabrera's not batting like 197, right? I think yeah. that's – if he's in the 250-plus range of maybe it's just he needs to be on a winning team again. Uh, is that some of that money? Can we defer it or what do we do? Like we're all of a sudden now like – Buyers. Buyers. Yep. And that's, I think, one of those things that I think we kind of stated before, maybe even in passing, 
as long as you can say that, as long as you're in it, yeah. and your team's looking to get yeah. better, and it's not one of those, oh, we're technically in the wild card, but then we trade away our best relievers for a bunch of prospects that don't ever play. Yeah. That's one thing. But like when we're actually maybe going to be in it, and the rest of the division is not looking strong, the White Sox might be. Uh, the best next team. Tigers did defeat the Bronx Bombers today. 2-1. Nice. Matt Boyd Ooh. leading the way with 13 Ks Yikes. over the vaunted and severely injured and now mostly 2000s All-Stars, who I think are just also getting... I think Tulowitzki left this game as well for the Yankees. <laughs> like It's just great reading through oh, their lineup. Man. It's like, Tulowitzki, DJ. And it's just like, where? I'm so happy when that fails for them. When they go out and buy these guys for those big for the whole yeah. year. Let's come in, swoop in, pick up Miggy halfway through the end of the year and have him hit like six bombs oh, in remarkable great. fashion oh. in September. Uh, but the, the Detroit Tigers are four and three. At present. Okay. So, again, Twins leading the pack, uh, top of the AL. We're going to head into a kind of a rough, rough series here on the road against two NL teams, mm-hmm. which I think we get the top, we get the Phillies for three. Yep. Uh, who were the only undefeated team in baseball, just lost today mm-hmm. uh, in Harper and all the madness. And it, keep in mind, Andrew McCutcheon's on that team. I love the Phillies already. And like whatever Harper, yeah, that's that right. okay, great, good I, for you guys. McCutcheon. Yeah. I McCutcheon's one of my favorite players. It's oh yeah, McCutcheon's great. It's that that Phillies team is actually really it's, exciting. It's, it's a fun team yeah. on paper and then seen in person. Uh should be fun to watch some of those games. And then we get I think we get Syndergaard in DeGrom with a two or three game series with the Mets. Yikes. So it, it I mean this is we're on the road. If we can survive, yeah. hey. you know, come back down to earth a little bit, that's understandable. Yeah. We can win a couple of these games. Even better, uh, it's going to be a, a fun weekend with that with that Philly madness happening, and we'll see if our offense can continue to wake up as signs of life from Rosario, from Kepler. Uh, I was going to update the buck chart while you're here, and I think we'll do that maybe at the end of the pod and get that Fair up enough. there. He's running. Let's see him get a couple hits, um, get over those kind of scary three strikeout games. <laughs> the last <laughs> yeah, you know, and it, Cruz can continue to hit the ball, and yeah. let's hit another home run. No kidding. <laughs> I, at the same time. We're, we we are winning games. Uh, Rocco Baldelli, not a guy necessarily known for his powerful swing when no. he was playing, um, and also a Rays organization that's not necessarily known for producing like yearly powerful lineups either. Except CJ Crone. Yeah, <laughs> you have a couple. You have a couple <laughs> off years in there where you're like, oh, uh, Carlos Pena had forty two homers. Yes. Oh, but yes. he batted two oh two. What are we doing? <laughs> so and it, it's a little tricky, but yeah, no, it, it'd be nice to see. A team that we had talked about a little bit of what was the record we were saying that we need to get over for home runs in the season? Oh yes, uh, two twenty six or yeah, something like yeah, that. That's the one we're watching. Yeah, and so we're not on pace for that. No, right now. we are very much below pace for that. <laughs> um, One hundred thirty wins. We might have more wins than home runs. That would be that's an interesting. That's test a return. Take. We had talked about Ty Cobb before <laughs> yeah. the pod yes. started, and now we're back to those days. Oh man, uh, that was yeah forty six with the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Yes, for Mister Carlos Pena in two thousand. And seven. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he hit one home run in 18 games the year before, so welcome back. <laughs> hey, why not? Uh, no, but yeah, you look at the next five here. We got, they haven't updated the Kansas City game yet for on the here, but that's a win. We're at four and one. We got three at the Phillies, followed by two at the Mets. We do have another off day in there, mm-hmm. that Monday in yep. between. Yep. A travel day, because Philly to New York is very far, it's, I guess. It's a long trek here. It's, it's, it's probably a train ride. <laughs> no one wants to ride a train then play a game the next day. Yeah, give them the day off. I think it's, what, two hours? It's, it's got to be, yeah. Well, I'm sure by half of them are going to drive. <laughs> I'm just going to rent a car and go. Just make sure my stuff's there. Um, but no, we have five games. 
honestly, being like, if I'm saying, let's just be real about this, if we can finish that two and three somehow. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to feel good. Feel. As long as it's not two right away and then we lose three in a row. Yeah. So as long as we can break up and not have more than two losses in a row yeah. at any point of that, come back six and four for a home stretch against Detroit and Toronto for seven games total. Oh, <sighs> let's get to some of those games. We could, be, we could be sitting at, what, 12 and five? Yeah. Like, that's a realistic, like, hey, that's not a bad place to be. And all of a sudden now through 17 games, that's about 10% of the season. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're trending in a, in a, in a decent yeah. spot we'll, there. We'll, yeah. we'll know a lot more about our team we will. at that point in time. But again, you you, you got to be happy for guys getting their hits, guys getting cuts. It's Cruz leading the way. The man's been a monster. Yeah. Uh, big blast that he had. But then Ostadio had three hits today. Garver had three hits today. Our two backup catchers <laughs> were two of our heroes today offensively. These are good problems. And to one have. didn't even play catcher. <laughs> Yeah, no, played, he played third and in left, left field. field. <laughs> and a very, I'm surprised he didn't play second base at some point. But it's no. It, it, we look at this lineup again. There, the questions we have are weirdly like the we have too much and mm-hmm. how are we going to manage this? Mm-hmm. And it's not the questions of like we don't have enough. How are we going to make up for it? And that's a weird place to in a good way. Yeah. weird place to be for Twins. Do you think Gardenhire would want Tyler Austin? Uh, you know, if we just you said we need another bullpen arm, why don't you guys throw Sean Green, your Oof. first twelve closer, yeah. <laughs> who now has four saves on the year, I, know. I believe, God. and you guys can have Tyler Austin to be another right hand bat over there, <laughs> and then maybe we'll just take the futures yeah. on Cabrera. Yeah, you want Adrianza too? Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, you liked him back uh, there, right? Uh, that was the other thing. So that one home run in, in five games. Defense looks a little iffy. Other than Crone, who might be the gold glover at first base. Yeah. He saved a lot of throws. Polanco kind of spraying some balls around. Yep. Gonzalez has kind of sprayed some throws. So, Adrian's had a very boneheaded play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buxton, two nights ago, or was it last night? Whenever they played the Royals the first game, yeah. had a very poor defensive play, tracking a ball, crushed by Raw. Uh, the young speedster. Yeah. Uh, not Mondesi. Mondesi? Mondesi, yeah. Mondesi yeah, yeah. who hit two over his head. Yeah. And Buxton chose to crash into the wall. That was yesterday. And have an inside the park home run. Yeah, that was last the, uh, th- Which is concerning because Buxton has a good arm. But yeah. the thing with Buxton that's great is he can he's fast and can track balls and catches everything. So when you start seeing him miss some of this stuff, yeah. then you're like, oh, man, yeah. like we already know you're not going to bat 300. That's fine. But like if we can't catch the ball, or at least keep it in front of us, yes. right? Yep. Yeah. And to play that, you know, play it with some savvy. You've had some games out there. Yep. Uh, all of that was was for me soothed when uh, Cruz draws a big walk today. Buxton comes leaping out of the dugout with his spikes on. Yep. And second pitch, steals second, no problem. Yep. Rosario drives him in, and you're like, that is – if if there was an ideal set of baseball plays – you know, we talked about an ideal game. Yeah. My ideal scenario is Speedster gets on base, mm-hmm. steals second. Yep. Your hitter drives him in. Like, that's, that is baseball – a single to right, single to left to drive the guy in mm-hmm. from second. It's just this is. I think and in, in to win in. I to, love yeah, that, right? And to win in two ways, right? To help the marketing out, and also to like bring back in some like to like appease the old timer generation. Yeah. Like MLB should be marketing the shit out of that. I, like that alone of like this is why. Uh, Grant, this is just a fluff like title of it, but they should have some analysts come on and be like. This is why the Minnesota Twins are going to be the surprise team of Major League Baseball this year because of this scenario: Cruz walk, they pinch run for their best hitter, steals a base, single. Yeah, or, 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 yeah. single, double, single. just single. a single because yeah. then Buxton's halfway home yeah. by the time the ball lands on a little drive. It's like 
It's like watching Will Damn Dayfield run the bases. <laughs> yeah. It's just the funnest thing ever. Oh, it, it's it's yeah, exactly. so great to have in your team. And that's Bruce where, morale. Oh. I, that's where I'm kind of watching that Royals team. I'm yeah. like, Godspeed is so much fun to watch yeah. in baseball. It, it was, it's They got on first, and they were you knew Mondesi was stealing. You knew that our hero out there in center field, who <laughs> I think we had talked about joining the Twins. Uh, <laughs> Billy Hamilton? <laughs> Billy Hamilton had, a, had one stolen base, if not two, oh. in this series. And then they had the Gordon kid on the bench. Yeah. Who's even faster than all three of them. Whit Merrifield has some speed. Like oh, yeah. their, their whole MO is going to be, we're going to run pretty much every single time. Now they got caught up in a double steal. <laughs> and they, they ran themselves out yeah. of a couple situations. And I was just, can, can speed win in baseball? I, I definitely think it can. Now, speed plus like... A great bullpen. Yeah, a great bullpen. <laughs> Maybe a uh, Competent start. starters. Uh, a, a manager that's not living in the past. Like oh, a lot of things. But love you. He's got a title. He's he, he's got a t- I, they can't fire him. No. Like, you know, it's like, it's, it's like, like a Dirk thing. Yeah. You're just, and that's not necessarily, you're not firing Dirk. You're just like, just stay as long as you want. Yeah. You know, make, your, make our team exciting. Give Mondesi some time right. and Merrifield. Yeah, when we really care, we'll come to the guy. It's great. That was a great signing for them. That he's I, that those yeah. those two, and we're gonna talk about Alex Gordon in just a second. Maybe his <laughs> final thought for the day. But it's just it, it was fun to watch the Royals, and I'm like, as long as we can continue to beat up on their bullpen, yeah. I'm allowed, they can have an inside the park home run. They can have two triples in the series. Let's give them something to cheer winning. about. Yeah, we're still winning these games, and still we get to watch all those guys because the guy that we have to give speed in a clutch clutch situation does it does it effectively. Mm-hmm. Twins take two of two in Kansas City. That's true. The uh, this is the only thing I'm concerned with, like the Marwin, the Marwin Gonzalez part yeah. of it too, where it's like he's not a third baseman. He's playing there because our, ours is hurt. But our third baseman is also not a third baseman. <laughs> so <laughs> it's one of those things of like, oh, like, that was like the first thing I found myself doing. That is like, oh, you know what? He's technically really like a shortstop, second baseman. He yeah. doesn't have the arm to get it there. Like, hey, that's you know that's a thing. He's not really used to it. And then it's like. But fuck, Sano's not going to get the ball over there either. Like, well, if I any, you were talking Asadio. Uh, hey, well, Asadio apparently might be able to do everything. So we might have Asadio in a Pablo Sandoval type moment. You you, you have to play Austin's. Uh, you have to play Williams, Asadio. Probably. These next, yeah. This next game. I mean, the guy's played his way into a starting role. And I, I wonder, yeah. too, if next, if you start this next series against the Phillies, very interested to see if they're going to be like, Mitch, you're catching. Yeah. Williams. You're playing third. Yeah. Marwin, you're sitting. Yeah. You're like one for 16 right now. <laughs> and they have a decent clutch hits, has like seven hits. That's 667, I think. It, the man is, he's fun to watch. He is, however, I think he's 32, isn't he? Marwin or Astadio? Astadio. I don't, is he? No. Uh, born in 1991. So 28? 28. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. I was like, no way. He's thirty-two. As we as we check out his, God, um... he chose number sixty-four. <laughs> like just think, just think of the, like, the audacity. Like, uh, what, what number you want? We got like anything but seven. <laughs> can't take seven. And then Three, the numbers that are up, and eight. Yep. all the numbers that are up there, can't take those either. Which one? Ah, I'll take sixty-four. <laughs> like, what? All right. He won sixty-four. <laughs> the legend grows. Uh. It, he he apparently is. This this figure of great interest for a lot of other baseball stat heads or oh, stat podcasts sure. they they love him from last year and yeah. if you haven't yet please go check out the 2018 <laughs> Williams Astadio highlights films that are all collected together. There's that great play he has a bunt that he sprints out to and grabs and launches a throw to third and then lands full on his face <laughs> from catching. That is 
He's, it's cool. I believe he is at the top of the list for me for 2019 Twins jersey oh, uh, yep. candidates. Yep. I've I've only bought, let's see, how many Twins jerseys? One. One Twins jersey in my entire life. It was two weeks ago. Uh, it was, I know, right? That seems weird. I, I just Did we get this recorded on the pod before? That I've never bought a Twins jersey? No, that you bought this one. Oh, no, this is in between. It is. Yeah. Um, it was, see this... <laughs> Do I, do I get a guess? Oh yeah, definitely. You, I'll give you three guesses. Okay, can I can I? You ask can ask questions for sure. Question? For sure. So the first question would obviously be: Is he on the Minnesota Twins roster this season? I'm going to answer that with active roster. No. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of roster in general, maybe might be a rights situation, but currently the active roster, he is not a part of that 25, uh, <laughs> nor the 40 man. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Is he retired? Technically, no. <laughs> Technically, not retired either. He was a free agent acquisition. Uh, Bartolo Colon. I wish. No. No. It wasn't Bartolo Colon. I think still looking he, for a job right now. I was going to say, I think his rights are at a different team. He's pitched for other people after us. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Good Lord. He played first base. Technically. Again. More of a DH. We signed him three years ago to like a three-year, $10 million deal. Why am I drawing such a blank right here? It was, it was a very under-the-radar signing. Uh, I, I almost said the wrong name. I, I almost blurted out. But, uh, I'm drawing a complete blank. There it is. Okay. Uh, he wore number 52. Number 52. Let's see. I'll give you his career stats because they're yeah. excellent. Uh, in 215 at-bats, he batted 191 with 24 RBI, 12 homers, and only 41 hits. Managed to score 28 runs. Oh, you got a Young Ho Park jersey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like 50 bucks off Fanatics or something. It. I was like, this I is great. This is excellent. <laughs> I was I was actually looking for a Kerry Wood jersey. Oh. Yeah, right? I watched some weird dumb YouTube video, like film, fan film, mm-hmm. of his 20 strikeout day. Mm-hmm. It was actually really good. I was like, damn, this guy's like had to have gone to school for like video editing and then clearly just couldn't get a job or something <laughs> or like his job required him to do nothing all day and so he like just worked on a, a Carrie Wood 49 minute like YouTube Carrie Wood throwing the ball as hard as possible yeah. and then fist pumping after the 20th strikeout and like partially tearing his like UCL and then career derailed from that day on Mark Pryor Carrie Wood yeah Force him out oh, for man. both of those two in really? the entire hopes of the yeah. Cubs organization. Don't worry, you guys would win in ten years. It's okay. <laughs> and then yeah, and then uh, yeah, Mark Pryor, who uh, the should be twin Mark Pryor. I think we made the right choice there. I mean, that organization technically won a World Series before our organization. Did I text you while Sarah and I were in Korea that was watching the Korean Baseball League and watched Byung Ho Park? Really? On a television set? Really? On a Korean he's on, I was going to say, I think he's back in Korea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's putting up numbers again in the KBO. Uh, but that was like, I wonder if... Oh, yep. There he, there he is. The, I like... Okay. And obviously, like, the cultural, like, importance and relevancy. Nowhere near it. I admit that up front here. But uh, was it... Who was the, the guy that hit, like, 800-plus home runs in, like, the Negro Leagues? Uh, yeah. Gibson? Is that like his last name? Um, and we're like realistically probably should have been the first black player in major leagues, but was like just Josh like Gibson, ten years too soon mm-hmm. type deal. Mm-hmm. And then you know, and then it's Jack Robinson, blah blah. blah Everybody you know going forward, but I like it to like if Gibson would have been in like a perfect America in the nineteen thirties and forties and stuff, gotten after like maybe like five hundred home runs, 
got to the major leagues and then just like for not to say that he wasn't good enough, but then like if he would have gone back and then ended up with eight hundred home runs, I feel like we could see a Young Home Park situation where like at age thirty six he's put up like two hundred more home runs in Korea. <laughs> and you're like, man, he's like the greatest hitter. Why didn't he play in the majors in America? It's like he did actually. <laughs> good point. Uh, and unless racially related issue, it was he just sucked at baseball. He did hit that big home run off of Soria that was very exciting. Oh, man. But yeah, was... in those sixty two games, not that great. Nah. A great look up on Josh Gibson's Wikipedia page, he hit upwards between <laughs> and this is what it says career statistics. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Home runs, 800 to 1,000. Yeah. <laughs> There's, they may have maybe lost about 200 home runs worth of uh, box scores. But, uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, that's great. I, I liken him to that a little bit. Again, with the earlier, the prior admitted, the cultural and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, importance, not okay. nearly. I, but I am I am, hey. I am ashamed that we did not catch that right away off the bat. Off the, for some reason, also, the name Eddie Guardado was, like, Eddie's name because he's, like, yeah. if he's on the roster, yeah. technically doesn't have a roster spot because Eddie is still a paid employee of the, the Twins. Of the he twins. Was, well, he was, what, the bullpen coach for He a while? was the bullpen coach. But not even the coach. Was he, like, the bullpen, like, manager? Like, mm-hmm. like There's, like, uh, six positions where you're kind of, like, I hope you get paid, like, a good <laughs> amount of money, Eddie, just to yeah. hang around and be, like, we want you to just be part of the culture because yes. we love you. And, Molitor hey, Paul Molitor. <laughs> While you're sitting behind home plate on opening day, did you see him at the stadium? Was he there? He was directly no. behind home plate with his daughter. So I'm watching the game on TV, oh, and I look no. up, and I'm like, that's Paul Molitor. Yeah. And I quick go on Twitter, and, and like there's seven or eight tweets yeah, about, just... yep, Paul Molitor sitting behind home plate with his daughter. <laughs> Do you think it's part of the severance package of, like, I want four seats directly behind home plate? He was not there in the eighth and ninth. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he was, like, in with... Polad, the Polad family, or something like that. Oh, and they're yeah. like just talking about how they'd love to get him back as the base running coach or something <laughs> like that. Wow, Fred Hoiberg's also sitting. Yeah, nope. Fred Hoiberg courtside at a, at a Chicago Bulls Timberwolves irrelevant late season game, and then announces the next day he's going to Nebraska. No, I'm not. I'm not yeah. seeing if Park does have. He signed a one year deal last year with the Heroes and Nixon. Um, I wonder if he's back again for this. I don't know if he's done that. He was older. Like we brought him over when he was thirty, so he's probably what thirty-three-ish now, thirty-two. Yeah, he's thirty-two. Okay. Um, current team, the Kiwam Heroes Baseball Club. Okay. That's that's what I see. Uh, did he play? Uh, technically still listed on the roster. Um, did they have any players that are nope, nope, no uh, other players that came through? Uh. There's apparently some team called the LG Twins. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind yep. of funny. I was like, oh, yep. they just went for the Twins of the Twins or something. But, huh. That Newer team. Only been around for uh, 11 years now. But, yeah, no, that was the first uh, <clears throat> baseball. I take that back. wasn't the first baseball. I didn't buy the other one. I got it for, <laughs> I got it for a, a, a weird birthday present. Uh, I got a nice, uh, keeping it on the Asian side of it, a nice Dice K Matsuzaka jersey. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. pretty solid. Um I don't think that fits me anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> but, no, uh, back to current Twins and current Twins rosters. Asadio is firmly at number one. Yeah, he, he's got to be the number one. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would take the step, like, I, I see that. I agree with the Asadio mm-hmm. being the number one choice for a current squad jersey. Yes. I also might have to buy a Dan Gladden jersey. Ooh, yeah. That's solid. I think I might get that one in the white pinstripes. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, Did, uh, Or, like, some kind of 87 yeah. throwback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's solid. I... Cause yeah, cause there's 
obviously, just, we, I think we've discussed this how how dangerous it is buying a Byron Buxton jersey. Oh right yeah. Now. Anyway, I think the only like locks that you could are the guy, two of the guys that signed extensions. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of like the Which, rational I don't know fan, if I wear a Polanco jersey. Huh, there's some people like right in front of us, maybe the section over to the left and oh, 10, 15 rows in front that were. Uh, he had a custom 11 jersey that had hip hip Jorge on the back. Don't love it. <laughs> Actually, very against that. Very anti doing that with jerseys. Um, and they tried to get a hip hip Jorge chant going forever. Uh, they ended up getting a section roughly to do it, and then he immediately like followed a pitch off, and everyone sat down. <laughs> it, it, it was a good effort by those three, but they did it like th- oh, it was rough. But uh, no, I don't think I'd buy a Polanco either. Kepler makes sense to me. He's yes. on the list. Yep. It'd be kind of cool to have a Kepler jersey in terms of relevant guys. But Barrios, obviously. Uh, is up there. did turn us down in contract extension. Just sparks. Uh, you see, you see, like, you know. Let me go out and win twenty games, and then be like, pay me, or yeah. the Yankees will. <laughs> uh, especially if you see like Ronald Acuna get a hundred million over eight years. Yep. And Barros yep. is probably looking at us like, you waited till I was twenty four to even do anything. That's your yep. fault. Yep. Uh, you could give me like a five. It's he's going to cost so much money. Yeah. We have them for next year, I think, under contract. Yep. But you get the three years of contract, plus you get the three years of arbitration. And he's a year away from arbitration, which you want to avoid that because he's kind of. You, you want to avoid that because you're just going to piss him off. That's kind of the, the idea. Not that like the money is not going to be there. He's probably going to get, what, like five years, 75? That seems fair. 15 a year. I'll start last year. Looking like he could be an all-star this year. Yesterday, he threw, I think, seven. Six and thirds, yeah. six and two-thirds. Yeah. And it was a rough outing, but he still managed to find his stuff towards the end. Yep. And I mean, His one knock, I think, is still that. Does he have the ability to, to go into a season and, and durability? Mm-hmm. And it's does he wear down? Does he get ground yeah. down by the end of the year? Because the, the dude's kind of a small guy. I mean, he's not he's not Odorizzi Gibson ask up there, yeah. you know, six foot four kind of guy, or Pineda who is three hundred and twenty seven pounds. Is he really? I don't know, but okay. he's huge. He's so he's, he is it's like, like six fun seven. To watch him come off the mound. Oh, you're just man. like, that's like, is that is that CC? Yeah, right. Is that a right handed CC Sabatia? Yeah, it's a poor man's version. We'll take it. We'll take that. <laughs> they played on the same team at one point. <laughs> the uh, I will say this about Barrios though. Uh, where's like triple XL jerseys? Yes, B- baggiest yeah. things in the world. They uh, the one cool thing they added. They might have had it this year, last year. I wasn't there for a game last year, but uh, you can buy game used and autographed like memorabilia. It's yeah. kind of like this thing back behind the first the first baseline side, and uh, they had game used jerseys, which were significantly more expensive than the autographed jerseys. I didn't fully understand that. Mm. I, yeah, no, it's kind of like I don't know. I feel like they should be either relatively. This, like, it wasn't like a if it was a hundred dollar difference one way or the other. I think that makes sense. But when it's like a game-worn Jose Barrios jersey, and I don't even know what game it was. It could have been like a loss for $875, <laughs> but I can get his jersey signed for like 250 I was like, ah, there's no way. What am I going to do with this? He didn't even sign it. Like, I was like, like, why is your like jersey mounted like dirty? Oh, he wore that in a game. Yep. Oh. Yep. That's the actual dust. <laughs> Of a five-inning, eight-run <laughs> shellacking. He did strike out five. September day. Yeah. And one of them happened to be an all-star. But one time. <laughs> I listened to two innings of that game. <laughs> but, yeah. No, there's some cool stuff there, though. And then I almost got us a sign. 
Uh, yep. I realized we had no place to put it, but you know, the, the signs are hanging on the streets or whatever. I figured they're going to still be there throughout yeah. the season. Yeah. They weren't exactly the hot, the hot ticket item that day, but uh, no, there's some, there's some good, there's some half decent stuff there. Okay. Well, the, the hope, as we have spread out on the table right in front yes. of, at least on my side, is my shameless uh, con- concoction, cacophony of miscellaneous, mostly Radkey related memorabilia. But, you know, if we had some kind of, we posted up in a room. And had an ability to slowly to add to that yeah. for the ambiance, the 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 surround of our podcast central as we as we work towards that. That'd be, that'd be ideal. That'd be uh, ideal. We we are closing well over an hour here, but we had sure. talked about this, and I, I just we was going to put this out there. There is our last thing as we survived the series against the Kansas City Royals. I did, and I was thinking about this as Alex Gordon made another sliding catch to rob us of an extra base hit, and then hit a home run, and yet again, just just proved to be an absolute Twins killer. And I think I texted you right after. It was yeah. like, who are the biggest Twins killers of all time? Because Alex Gordon has to be on that list. Which I think yeah. I think both sent us both scrambling to find out how many home runs Jim Tomey's <laughs> hit against the Twins. Yeah. Which I can tell you is in 196 games played against the Twins. He hit sixty one. <laughs> <laughs> that oh man! Uh, in, a, in a full year, yeah. well over a full year, yeah. a full year in postseason, the dude hit sixty one home runs right? against the Twins. Oh my! Which what is his career leading split? He hit more home runs against the Twins than any other team. Uh, Graham, he probably he did put for the Indians and then for the White Sox, kind of right. Yes. Um, that would be the two teams. Who else did he play? Was it just those two? Or did he go to the White Sox after he went? Well, it was the with the Phillies for that for that Phillies, chunk of that's time. That's right. Okay, I was trying to think. Did he win the World Series with the Phillies? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, um, but yeah, the the biggest thing with his is God. He was that was nuts. The oh, had sorry. a lot of games against us. Sixty one, and he had sixty six against the Tigers. Forgive me, Tigers okay. fans, who are more <laughs> suffering. But that was in two hundred twenty one games. See? Yeah, exactly. Against you, the give him that extra thirty games, he's gonna <laughs> pound out seven more. But no, he. I mean, I had the opportunities against the the, the AL Central, and the, he just. Loved, I mean, the baggy in right field. Mm-hmm. Just although I feel like thirty of those were just dead center, of just like I'm Jim Tomey. I'm <laughs> I. I don't care. There is no wind <laughs> blowing in or out. Doesn't matter. So I I put it to you to think about maybe those other names on mm-hmm. that list. I, I've got a couple more and had some fun facts pulled together from them. But who was on your list? I put Gordon yeah. on there just because. I've seen so many of those sliding catches in from left field, and if he's other outfield positions, he was playing center for a while too, I believe. But he, he uh, just, spot oh, duty. He I don't, always yeah. seemed to be right there yeah. in that seventh, eighth, ninth inning spot where we desperately needed a base hit to drive in who's yep. ever on third or second with two outs. And if it was hitting his general vicinity, mm-hmm. and by vicinity I mean all of left field, <laughs> most of center field, he yeah. was going to catch it. No, I in agree. some spectacular shoestring fashion. I agree. And that made him a tougher. And I think, per the broadcast, he has more hits against the Twins than any active major leaguer, which we should pull wow. Cabrera's yeah. stats right yeah. now to confirm. But Cabrera had those hits with the, the, the Marlins. Yeah, Marlins. so it makes it tougher. The uh, the big thing with Gordon, which it kind of flips it, because I thought of this most purely as like hitting-wise, yeah. Gordon Twins killed you. Exactly. Two outs, seventh. We got a rally going. Like, we went in the inning down 3-1. We scored a run. Mm-hmm. Run around, like, first and third, one out. Yep. And for some, like line out to like the outfield he catches it yep. somehow holds the runner at third and then it's like a sh- strikeout the next event yep. and you're like 
man, this guy, this guy's like unbelievable. Yeah. Hits wise, hits, but like not a ton of home runs. Wasn't Tommy like? No, no, definitely not Tommy like. Although he does in those. 193 games against the Twins, 211 hits, and he does have 26 home runs as well. And another one yeah, today where bad. he put them up, I think, 5-2 or 5-3. Yeah. And it was like, damn you, Alex Gordon. Damn you. Can you just please be done playing right. baseball? Oh, Which man. he has some ball left in him. Yeah, but. a little bit. Not much, though, luckily for us. But I think of, like, we, we kind of keep it within 10 years. Uh, Frank Thomas, outside of the 10 years, is the first name that came to mind. Yep, yep. Of, like... And, and this is my list doesn't necessarily have statistical backing. It just was me when I saw them. I either felt like they were always on Sports Center, just mashing the ball against us, <laughs> or against us. yeah, or it just felt like we played differently against them, like out of fear. Like that was like we went in this like shit. Like it was like oh my we gotta God. do this guy, yeah. yeah. And we didn't have an answer with Garden Hire. We never had an answer. We never really had a power arm pitcher that could get through them. Uh, if it was Liriano, who was like the closest thing to a power arm pitcher, he would just give him a hanging slider right down the middle, and that was like just what it felt like. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I got a, I got a top three list of it, and it was one at one game, actually two games. Two of these players, I was at a game where I watched them hit a home run and pretty much end the game for us. Yeah. Number three on that list is Mark Teixeira. Oh. I wanted to go A-Rod, but I wasn't really scared of A-Rod. It was just fun to make fun of him from the stands. Texera, though, you had nothing on him. He was just a switch-hitting first baseman from Texas that goes to the Yankees. Same year as A-Rod, I believe, in 09. And Sabathia and all that. And he also had a <clears throat> massive, massive deal, too. Yeah. I was like eight years, like 162 or something like that. Uh, and always from the left side of the plate, I felt like. He would be batting lefty. Grant, we only threw righties for a while there at the end. And I remember in, like, I think the only playoff game in Target Field. In 2010, first season, where I want to believe it's either a tie game. Yeah, it had to have been tied. Like 0-0 or 1-1 or something like that. And he gets up. And we're in like the uh, kind of like the right field foul line area. And I just watch a ball go like right in front of me, just loop over and land in the right field plaza. And I'm like, and the season's over. <laughs> and it was just like unbelievable. Like it was just one of those things of this is – Playoff baseball, and he just bombed it. Yep. Texero's one. Number two on my list is Victor Martinez, mm. who for, again, statistically prized and backed up, but I feel like we always focus so damn hard on Miguel Cabrera, and then it's like, oh, Victor Martinez. Ah. Uh. <laughs> and then, like, we, we double. <laughs> and then he'd come up. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, oh. Like, we go one, two, three. Like, we'd figure out the first three. Like, yes. Or, like, second, like, the, the two-hole guy would get on with the single. We strike out Cabrera, yep. he flies out yep. like a warning track power. Yeah, we shot down the best pitch, the best hitter. And then yeah. Victor Martinez just comes up being all dopey. Yeah, here's a single for you. Score run. Uh, I just was looking at Teixeira's numbers, yeah. and he does an OPS well over 1,000 <laughs> against the Twins. I'm sure there's, there's a lot of statistical analysis to back that one up. I feel like we played the, the Yankees in the playoffs like pretty much every year. Was, it, 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 same thing there. I feel like Teixeira was the one who, and I, for some reason, I think. Matsui crushed Ooh. us too. Yeah, uh, that that one rings true. Uh, let's see, home runs hit by Victor Martinez. Yeah, Twins are second on that list with twenty nine, and <laughs> he had a two hundred twenty games. And yeah, yeah. What was the what was the average for him? Uh, Not great. Against the Twins, he hit two ninety three. But I mean, he's a career. 300 okay. hitter almost. Yeah. So, so if anything, we had moderate success against Victor. moderate success against Victor. But Just, that's yeah. that's your number. Yeah, number three, two. two, three two, number, number one. one. Was got the lucky, <clears throat> the, like the the lucky opportunity one day to go to a Twins game. This like on like a Tuesday night. Got tickets, Dad and I. We got tickets like right behind home plate, but kind of a little bit. 
if anything, first baseline. So we're basically staring down the third baseline. Mm-hmm. So for like right-handed batters, if they hit a homer, it looks super cool. And unfortunately, <laughs> after a two-hour rain delay and half the fans not coming back for a 9-15 first pitch <laughs> on like a work night, we got to see a home run crushed. And it was a – I knew it as soon as I decided to start swinging home run. Yep. From Jose Batista. Yes. And it was one of those – like, and there was a point – he loved playing at Target Field. And mm-hmm. He admitted that. He's like – Favorite ballpark besides your home one, which is a dumb question. Because that was right in the peak Batista <sighs> era where Joey yeah. was, was just... Joey Bats. He was Joey Bats. And it was... Taking the turn from Otto. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching him. It was like... I know we, he was, It was like... My dad didn't really know who he was, the Blue Jay. They weren't like a good team yet, but he was in the middle of that, I think, three years of 50 home yep. runs. Yep. And I was like, no, this guy's really good. Like, he, he has a cannon in right field. He's going to hit 50 home runs again this year, and he's going to bat around 300. Um, and that team had, like, Alex Rios on it, I think, and a couple other, like, decent guys. Carl Delgado had just left, and it was one of – but I'm like, we're going to see, like, a super cool home run from these seats. And I was super jacked. It's one of those games <laughs> where, like, you get the seats, and you're like, oh, my God, like, if you're in the left field bleachers, we might catch a home run, and then you catch a home run that day or something. Yep, yep. That was like, we might get to see a home run. And lo and behold, it was just a dumb, like, hanging curveball. And just mash it, and like if he could have bat flipped in 2012, he would have bat flipped the <laughs> hell out of this thing because he didn't move out of the box until the ball landed in he, the bleachers. He took his time to watch yeah. that one. And granted, everybody in the stadium was like, "No, that was super cool. Like mm-hmm. that was the coolest thing I've ever seen." Of it wasn't like a 475 foot homer; it was probably like 356. But he knew it, and then the whole place also knew it, and they're like. Yeah, it's like it's like eleven fifteen, and we're in the we're sixth. Fine with this. this is fine. This is pretty cool. Uh, I'm I'm looking here. He did. He hit. Oh God. Uh, okay. So at Target Field, we're, we, and this is the beauty of um, looking at Baseball Reference right now. Yeah. His OPS there was well one point two oh four. He had. 14 home runs <laughs> in 20 point 25 games. He had over like, It was nuts. It's 25 games. That's all it took. Uh, yeah, six doubles, uh 14 home yeah. runs at Target Field. So, uh, yes, I yeah. think he'd like to play there a little bit. I like to that's okay. I not that this was the reason once I got to like June, but I remember like at one point thinking last like March, April being like Jose Batista is a free agent. He yep. mashes the ball target field. Yeah. We need a DH. Why are we not signing him? Yeah. Why are we what and then he goes and signs like a minor league deal with like the Mets or something like yeah. how did we not do that? Same thing we're sitting right here with Kimbrell sitting out there. And maybe yeah. it's a money thing, and these are very different yeah. situations. Uh at Camden Yards, he played 91 games and hit 14 home runs. Mm-hmm. Again, target field, 25 games, 14 home runs. <laughs> <You know. laughs> uh, the, the one player I wanted to throw out onto those lists is, of course, and this one I feel almost hurts more than any Yankee name you could come up with, more than Frank, because I I feel like Frank, Thomas, they were never challenged. They never were that team that was beating us and winning a World Series. True. But Paul Konerko certainly was. He was on my list of outside of the 10-year mark. Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay, So, but that's one that... Like thinking back and be like, yeah, that guy would kill us. Yeah. So that like twins killer mantle. Did you did you see? Have you looked up Canerico stats versus the Twins? Uh, yes. Yes, they are certainly available against the Twins. Canerico had 50 home runs <laughs> in his career. He also this is 250 plus games. Yeah. Uh, 265 hits, 38 doubles, and that was Canerico's thing. Remember, he just yeah. he hit doubles like a machine. Yeah. You guys, yeah. Uh, career. He's had as many home runs as he does. 
doubles in his career. Does he really? 107, 136 RBI. Just he was one that I felt you you have to do some like tip of the cap to a guy like Canerco because he is Hall of Fame worthy to possibly is Canerco. I guess not. I don't no, think his no, his, not, his the the total stats are going to get yeah. there. Um, but I mean, he yeah. he was he was one of those you know lifetime almost White Sox the entire his career and just became kind of that. And keep in mind, he played until two thousand fourteen. So that's True. within the last 10 years. I mean, the latter end of that, not as much as the early years. but Yeah. How many total doubles did he have? Uh, doubles for Canerico, 410, 439 home runs. Oh, man. This is this is what I love about baseball and statistics. And this is like where you get really nerded out. Is I just like assume that that would be like a lot of doubles, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's probably going to be near, near the top of the list. And so at 410, he is 169 by himself, <laughs> not tied with anybody. <laughs> at the top of that list is, is it Rose? <laughs> Uh, no, it is not. It's someone named Tris Speaker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think it's how many years he, they played in the league. Yeah, it must be. Um, played 22 years, had 792. Who do we have a more contemporary baseball player? Craig Biggio list? is fifth Craig Biggio. With, wow. with 668. He's like a full 140 lower. Yeah, 3,000 hitter. Yep. Uh, George Brett's on that list. Uh, Albert Pujols. Highest active and tenth with six hundred and forty. Still, uh, well, yeah. and so yeah, it's 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 pretty nuts. But Canerico definitely yeah. uh, is the only ball I've ever gotten from a Twins game. Okay, from Paul Canerico. There, there. In that's the something to hang your hat on. Yeah, right. The heat of like everything. That's why I was like never really like cared about the White Sox in terms of like hating them. It's like oh, the White Sox. We got to be like Twins rival. I'm like first of all, we don't have a rival. That's a that's not a thing for a Minnesota sports fan. Second of all, like I kind of like him. He gave me a baseball. You know, he Twins gave me a baseball. Go a long way. That'll go a long way. Yeah. It's pretty solid. I have a I have a signed ball from uh, uh, it's got a Frank Rodriguez signature on Ooh. it, and then um, Scott Klingenbeck also. Early nineties, yeah. mid nineties, middle inning starter slash reliever. Who, if you look up his stats, he yeah. is not in a conversation no. of all time no. Twins greatest nor Twins killers <laughs> as these luminary figures. Are. Man, that's the. Denard Span might be my only. I got a Joe Maurer sign ball. I had a, my dad's friend, neighbor, and I'm sure now no one listening to this podcast, if you still are, was caring <laughs> about any of these stories. But uh, I knew him, and it was one of those things of like, it's only a ball I can have because it's like, to, to Ryan, best yeah. wishes, Joe Maurer. And I'm like, yeah. that's cool. But like, you know what's also cool is being able to sell this. Like, <laughs> I remember thinking that in my head and just being like, I'm kind of an ass. But like, eh. yeah. I, when when Ortiz retired, I some I stumbled across an Ortiz Chrome Refractor Ooh. rookie card from Ooh. like 1993 Bowman. Yeah. I don't know what if not 93 early on, and I looked up the value and I was like, this this card is valued at 80 bucks. Nice. I am selling the crap out of this yeah. at some point in time, or you know, and I, I still have it in my possession. Nice. But I'm like, yeah, this has this has value, yeah. and it it has no value <laughs> sentimentally to me. This would buy a lot of Brad Radke. Mid two thousand. I was gonna say this might cover this might cover the spread that's currently on the table. Um, Easily, yeah. Easily, once uh, over. Yeah, this is oh, this is great. I, this is a good. It's a good way to kind of ease in the regular season. Like the, this. the vision, the vision is that each year we'll have a tops team set. Yep. Uh, and these will stay sealed in perpetuity. I like this sealed up. Yeah. Um, and we'll get two. I'll open up one, flip yeah. through it, check yeah. up the what's in there, and then one gets stashed away. And right. these will be hung and hopefully displayed in some. Yeah. Classy manner that the, the better half of this household will allow me to. 
It's fair. Are you, is it a hard no to hang this up right now in this household? I, I have I have an idea of where mm. I'd like all this stuff to go. Yeah. In one of the rooms down below us so that serves zero purpose right yeah, now. Sure. That could be perfect for zero, this right yeah, here. Yeah. Zero but purpose rooms. That's kind of you gotta go there. with that. We're getting there. We got other other fish to fry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fair enough. Well, any last final thoughts here as we roll into the season? Bring on the Phillies. Uh, let's the see Phillies. what happens. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little apprehensive. And I'm apprehensive because we've got something going it feels like which yeah. is great yeah. so i'm trying to maybe reverse that psychology yeah. a little bit and be like no this is fun baseball when you're a winning right. team is fun let's keep it happening <laughs> i like that on that note we'll uh we'll either pod next time either in a in either a even better place yeah of possibly like hey maybe 130 wasn't high enough <laughs> in projected wind totals or in a emergency panic pod of wow maybe 130 losses is what we were talking about but uh until that time until <laughs> that time uh for dave and woody this has been flyover territory uh episode six episode six